Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Chasing After the Wind series, where Dr. Jones teaches through the entire book of Ecclesiastes, and we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. Now let's join him for today's message. I want y'all to turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and we're going to read a few passages, a few verses in here in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, that in its surface you may read and be like, hold on, what? It's not going where I thought it was, and yet when we get to the end, you're going to see how this self-centeredness connects all that we're about to read. This is an interesting passage, and there are these principles laid out, and we even have some poetic sayings in here, and it seems like it's jumping around to different things, and yet there is this thread that ties them all together that I'm labeling as self-centeredness, and we see some of the consequences of it, and I'm going to give us just three of them today. Three of them. The first one is this, and I want you to write this down. Self-centeredness leads to wasted effort. It's interesting that he says in chapter four, he says, I saw all the labor and all the skillful work is due to one person's jealousy of another. We move from a competitive attitude of like, you know what, I, 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 I can actually raise my game up. I can, I can actually work harder. I can, I can read more. I can, I can treat my body better to the point of jealousy. I, they don't need to look like that. I, I should be looking like that. They shouldn't have that. I should have that. We're working hard and we're striving hard and we're doing all this laborious labor. And he says, this is futile in chasing the wind. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. So why be jealous of what someone else has done or achieved? Some of us, we look down on our lives and feel like we haven't done enough because somebody else did something. And we are discontent with what God is doing in us. Our perspective is all off. In this whole passage, he's still speaking about human affairs and human endeavors. That's why he continually references this under the sun because it's a mentality of life that doesn't regard God. He's saying all these human pursuits and human achievements follow this one thing. And you, you, you're trying to show out and you're jealous of other people. He says this is futile in a chasing of the wind. It's wasted effort. At least a wasted effort is a waste. You wasted your time. You wasted your life. But this is what he said. He follows. He goes from this laziness. Laziness will consume you. It will devour you. It will cost you everything. So don't be lazy. But in verse 6, when he says, better one handful with rest, sometimes you can translate it, even understand that as with peace, than two handfuls with effort in pursuit of the wind. That's what he says. Don't be lazy, but work hard, but be able to do so to rest. Be able to work hard and then be content with what you have versus getting more and chasing the wind. Verse 6 is an issue of contentment. He goes from this hard work out of jealousy. Don't do that. That's a waste of your time. Wasted effort. Don't be lazy and do nothing. It will destroy you. With that understanding... Work hard and enjoy what you have. Be content with what you have. Don't be greedy and just pursuing more. I need more. I need more. I need more. 
See, we see this connection and this transition where this self-centeredness leads to wasted effort. Don't do that. Don't chase the wind. It's futile, that lifestyle, but it also leads to loneliness. Because you achieve it all, you get it all, and there's nobody to enjoy life with. Uh, y'all, y'all can't, y'all, look, y'all, I, I, everybody's life is not the same. Everybody's not called to live the same type of life, and that's because everybody's not the same kind of person. See, this self-centeredness, when he moves from, you get all this, you get all the riches, but you have no one to enjoy with. I got all these good things, and I have, it's, no, matter of fact, it says it, it says it, his eyes are still not content with riches. Who am I struggling for? He's struggling, working hard, and he says, I'm depriving myself of good things. It's good to do life with others. I'm not talking about just marriage. I'm talking about companionship, friendship, your aces. We need it. We build each other up. We encourage each other. We, that's, that's why we, you know, people say, like, when one eat, we all eating. Right, you know, you people, we always joke. People be praying, I get this promotion, I get this new job. I'm like, all right, you paying? That's life, though. That's that's real. We all know you got that promotion now. You you can throw some cheese on there for us. But self-centeredness leads to loneliness, and loneliness is detrimental. And this this is why. Look here. He said he goes from. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. I'm going to share something with you. When, you. when you're trying to do life solo, you never reach your full potential. You never reach really what God has built you for to live out the fullness of your purpose given from the Lord. You're here on the solo. And we, we know this is basically if you start a business... If, if I start a lemonade stand business, it can only grow as far as I individually can take it. You know what I'm going to need soon? If the business start growing, I need somebody to go get lemons while I'm sitting here squeezing them. I need somebody to go get the sugar. And matter of fact, if I'm in here making it, I need somebody else on the cash register taking the money. We need people, right? You know what I mean? Somebody start up a business in their garage and they start growing. They got to hire folk. We got to hire. We got we, we got to get what well, we the basic rule. We can do more together. We can do more together. If I want to build something in my house, yeah, we can probably get something done. Let me tell you something. We can get it done faster and healthier if you get some help. You know, whole lot of people don't got nails stuck in body parts because they ain't get nobody to help. They got they 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 was thinking they could do it by themselves. He says, there's, there's a greater reward. See, but, but when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're so inward focused, I want you to think about this. If I have any music lovers in here, there have been many times that there was a singing group that was dynamic. Dynamic. You fill in the blank of whoever you're thinking about. Because I already know one of them groups popped in your head. And all of a sudden, one of them thought that they was better than the rest of them. I'm going to go solo. And they go solo and be like, this album is whack. Doesn't sell. You got one song. And then after a few years later, they back up in that group. You know. Back up in that group. Got to get back in the group. Why? We were better together. It was better. Right? We, we, we sold more. We were able to do more. You up there solo. Like, look, everybody not a solo artist. Let me tell you something. Every solo artist is not solo. 
He had a team behind him. I remember when I started learning all that went into like making an album. I was like, I thought, I thought she did all that. She ain't write that. So-and-so wrote that and so-and-so did the beat. I'm like, oh man, like I started getting all of it. I was like, why? Because loneliness, loneliness can only take you so far. If you're doing solo, you don't have the same reward. But with two, you can go further. But it doesn't stop there. It goes from not only can you gain more and do more, it says for if either falls, his companion can lift him up. Meaning a life done in a relationship with community, there's help. Not just for making money, but, but there's help. Times of trouble. Times of struggle. But when you only been self-centered and about achieving for self and doing this thing on your own when you fall into trouble who is there to pick you up you know something bad happened at the house and you have nobody to call you know i saw something the other day actually kamika saw it she said it was a meme that really got her thinking like it's so true she said a friend is truly a friend when you know you can call him to pick you up from the airport and i was like yo Cause that list gets small. That list gets small. Not, not somebody that, that would say they would, but like somebody you know, like, yeah, they'll come get me. Like they, like they would come get me. You know, like you, you get in trouble, your car broke down. You need somebody to come. If it's just been all about you and you haven't built those relationships, you don't have anybody to pick you up out of trouble. You know, you got, you got, you, you, you have things went bad and you're about to get your car repoed. Do you have close ones that can help you? Even when you made a bad decision. That's, what, that's where the rubber meet the road. Because some people be like, yeah, you see, I told you. That's what you get. Deal with it. Sometimes we might need those people in our life. You know, that's, that's, that's honest God's truth. And at the same time, we need somebody that even when we've done dumb things to help pick us up. We need it. But self-centeredness, well, he, says, he also says, uh, if it's in the same vein, if two lie down together and keep warm, you know, that help thing, you know, it's, it's twofold. Some, some interpret this, but the way the language is written, that, you know, it, it can connect to emotional help. But, like, that's real. You know, it's real. Sometimes we may read that as adults and we think about just intimate relationships, you know, like a husband and wife. But I got kids. You know how I'll go up in the room and there's three of them all in the same twin bed? And I'll be like, why y'all all over each other? Like, it was cold. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, it's something. And you know, it's funny because I, I love it. I'm like, you know, man, they, like, they was fighting before they went to bed. But you know what? They done, done sardined up on each other. Everybody sleeping and snoring. They are together. But when it's self-centeredness, you don't have that kind of support. But then lastly, not just in the support, not just in the help, not just in the reward, but when that self-centeredness leads to loneliness, it also says that if someone overpowers one person, two can resist them, a quarter, three strands is not easily broken. Meaning there's protection. That's protection when, 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 when you know 
you got people that got your back. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Time for Your Checkup, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches us to examine and engage the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To give, go to daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L-Jones.org and request your copy today. Now, let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. But if we live in self-centered lives and we cut off everybody that's not about what we want to do, in those times of trouble, who's got you? I'm telling you, I love Ecclesiastes because it gets so real. You start to think about your life. You start to think about not only your life, but others. And then you start to think about the ideas that get pressed upon people. And you're sitting there like, man, we got some of this stuff is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's destructive. Because if my life is all characterized by me, 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 there are real consequences to that attitude. And I don't amount to all that God's intended. I don't have the help and support that I need and I don't have the protection that God intends for me. I am on my own and if you're on your own, you can only go as far as your limitations. And if we're honest, we all have limitations. We all do. So may we reject this self-centeredness, but it also leads to something else because he, he makes this transition in verse 13 through 16, and we see this self-centeredness also leads to political disaster. He speaks about these two different kings, one, one, one youthful and one old. One of them, this, this language characterized by poor is not necessarily like, like no money and just degenerate and, and broke as much as it is just common. And this is the, the, the matter. It, it talks about how hubris and arrogance can puff up in one who has authority and power. And we have to be careful. And when we say Political disaster, I'm not just talking about government because we know politics are involved in all kind of human affairs and relationships. But if you've ever been a part of Little League sports, it's politics in Little League sports. It's politics in the PTA. You be sitting there like, man, she, like old dude PTA president, he like taking this thing real serious and kind of tripping. Like I just, I just want to get the baby some popsicles. There's politics and all of but if hubris goes unchecked, man, it runs rampant and it's destructive. Why do I say that? He says, better is a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who no longer pays attention to warnings. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, the old foolish king has the power, been established for years, but is too arrogant to be able to pay attention to things that's happening around him to know how to respond. Too arrogant to know how to address. Too arrogant to listen to wise counsel. When I say self-centeredness, it's about this particular hypothetical king. It's about what he wants, he thinks, and what he needs. And nothing else really matters. 
Can't pay attention to the warnings. He says, it's, it's better to be this, this, this poor and, and wise youth. Like, you don't have all the experience. You don't, you, don't even have, you, don't, you don't even have the prestige, but you're in a position to make calls and you are able to listen. You are able to observe and you are able to make decisions based off of all the information that you take in. What he's saying? He's saying it's better to be wise and listen and observe and make decisions versus position and experience, but be all about you. So when it comes to tenure and, and how long you've been there, look, it's not about that. It's about wise. It's about wisdom. It's about observation. It's about maturity. Verses 13 through 16 speak about these, these, these two different types of kings, but I want you to pick up on this. This was interesting because we're talking about this self-centeredness. It talks about uh, this old king with all this experience, all this not paying attention. The time going to come, he's going to be gone, and there's going to be a new replacement going to take his throne. And when the old king is gone, Nobody misses a beat. Just keep on going. No remembrance. We read that, and I know we don't live in a monarchy. It's kind of sometimes it can be hard for us to think about. But I want you to think about how we, we have elections every four years for our president. Every four years. Sometimes the president might win another term and get eight years. I want you to think, just in your lifetime, whatever age you are, how much do you think about past presidents? Other than when they show up somewhere. You think more about the present, whoever the current president is, and what you like and what you don't like. You might think about the one just previous because if you like the one that's in office, but don't like how things are going while that person's in office, then you might blame the previous president, you know. And if and if you and if you if you don't like the president that's currently in office, whenever that is, not just now, whenever that is. You don't like, but you like the previous one, then whatever goes right, yeah, that's because the previous one. You know, it's the blame game. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. What's interesting is, like, two presidents before, three presidents before. Like, I, nobody goes around thinking about that person anymore. We remember, we see, you know, we see a picture, you go into a government office and you see some, pre- oh, oh, yeah, so-and-so, yeah. You know? See him at a funeral, so-and-so look good. You see how good they look? And, and you know what? That, that ex-president, you, you, you'll call it, hey, that's President, President Clinton, President Obama, you know, President Carter, President Bush, President Bush, President Trump, President Biden. You got all different presidents, right? You'll call, them, you'll call them the names, but none of them past presidents, they have no authority over your life. Like, you're not concerned at all with what they really think I have to say. You can put out whatever documentary you want. You ain't president no more. So... I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do what I do. You know, I'm, you know, I'm framing it like that because things sometimes we can make a big deal in the moment as time goes on. Not as big a deal as we thought. Not as big a deal as we thought. Matter of fact, you know what's interesting about how this passage ends? He says there is no limit to all the people who were before them. Yet those who come later will not rejoice in them. This too is futile. He's talking about they come and they go. So they're chasing for power and position and authority. They come and they go. 
And he says, that chase is futile. It's a vapor. It doesn't mean that much. All these principles in these few verses are connected by this self-centeredness because when you are focused on self, everyone around you loses and you. See, this is the thing. No matter how great you are, no matter how much you got it going on, there's always something better. There's always someone better at it. There's always going to be somebody new. I don't care how old you are and how cute you are. You know what? You keep on living, you're not going to be that cute anymore. And somebody going to come along that's cuter. Hey, look. The Lord humbled your boy. (laughs) My hair was fly. Now it's no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make myself the bad guy because, you know, we we all experience that. You know, no matter how, I, I, I read something the other day. Usain Bolt is the fastest human ever clocked in 100 meters. It's some youngster right now challenging me, I can be Usain Bolt. I'm sitting here like, like, bruh, one Bolt retired. He ain't training no more. I'm like, why don't you go race his time? How about do that? Do that. Put a hologram next to him and he run that hologram and you chase that hologram. I'm like, the disrespect. And you know what? People cheering for him. I'm saying, the disrespect. I don't even respect you anymore, man. Michael Jordan today is famous for the crying face. I'm like, dude, got six finals MVPs, 10 scoring championships, nine-time all-defense, defensive player of your hand, led the league in scoring. And you know what you know about Jordan? Crying face. The disrespect. Some always come along. It's another option. You, know, you, you, you want to know why I'm highlighting this? Let's humble ourselves. I want you to know this. As being created in the image and likeness of God, you are a big deal. And at the same time, you're not that big a deal. It's both in. We matter. We are significant. At the same time, we are but a drop in an ocean of eternity. So while we have this time, may we make our time matter to the glory and honor of God. May we not be all about self, but may we change our attitude about thus says the Lord and what does God want for my life? May we change this attitude and mindset of I'm this autonomous human being and make my own decisions. No, I belong to the Lord and he dictates my life. Lord, lead me and guide me for what you would have me do. And may I be a blessing to others as you bless me. May I fulfill the call that you have on my life, regardless of where that is and where it takes me, because it's not all about me. It's about you, Lord. When Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment, he was like, look, man, it's it's real simple. You take all the law and the prophets, love God with everything and love neighbor as yourself. You know what's interesting about that? He's like, what's the greatest commandment Jesus gave two? The reason he gave two, because they connected. I can't sit here and say, I'm loving my neighbor when I don't love God. 
I got to love God and be obedient to God. People out here, they're like, I do this and I do this and do this. Like, God not number, not number one. You want that for attention. You going out and you feeding the homeless and you taking selfies. It wasn't about that. It's about you. You won't shine. He said, love God. And I, I can't love God with everything if I'm not loving my neighbor. I can't sit here and say, I love God. I serve God. And I treat my neighbor like trash who's created in the image and likeness of God. Can't, you can't say both. They go together. So may we shun the human nature of self-centeredness. And let me tell you something. It's easy to creep up. It's easy to creep up. We, we, we selfish by nature. We, we, we are life preservers. We're going we gonna to take care of ourselves. Like we gonna, I'm going to be straight first. Then you. May we remove that attitude and have one that's centered on the Lord and say, Lord, whatever you have for me and whatever you want me to walk out, I do to the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. And in doing so, he be praised. We receive all that he has for us. I'm sure all of us want all that God wants for us. Let's walk in him. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the current series, Chasing After the Wind. 14 messages that walk you through the entire book of Ecclesiastes, where we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to partner with us today. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, Keep making Jesus the point.